listeners, it is very fortunate for you that you have joined me on this, the 10th episode, to celebrate me. Riley, on this very momentous occasion in celebration of me and my gardening genius and media might, I have a gift. I see? For you. I cannot even begin to tell you how frightening that is. What? Why? Because you threaten my life, like, hourly. (laughs) Hourly? You're so dramatic. It is definitely more frequently than that. So you'll understand why I find a gift from you suspicious. Riley, I am proud of your suspicious and distrusting nature. Every day I see how you are, in fact, learning something. However, in this very particular case, I am not trying to kill you. Yet. Here. Oh, it's a rubber plant. Yes. Well, it it is a burgundy rubber plant, yes. Ah, those leaves are so dope. They're all kind of goth and kind of dangerous. Yes. Very, uh, dope. I thought you said I would kill a plant. I'm so glad that- Oh, yes. I. Oh, you most certainly will kill it. This plant doesn't have a chance, the hopeless, pitiful thing. Then why would you give it to me if you think I'll kill it? What could be a better lesson than learning to love something and then- Through your own utterly brainless bungling, totally destroy that thing you love. I mean, a lot of things. However, I only ask that you bring your poor, benighted rubber plant to me before it is too late, before it is beyond hope, and I can fix it up, just for you to nearly kill it again, no doubt. So, uh, take it. I feel like I should say thank you, but also that I should say you're- And so, listeners, for this tenth episode, all in celebration of how I, Skeletor, have valiantly shown ten full episodes of brilliance into your sad, botanically bereft lives, I have decided to bring you Skeletor's Top Ten, Top Ten Lists. Ten occasions to learn more about my favorite things. You're welcome. Are you kidding? That will never work for an audio medium. My genius transcends all considerations of genre and medium. My Top Ten, Top Ten Lists are... Number Ten... Top 10 Least Favorite Minions Number 9 Top 10 Things I Hate About He-Man Number 8 Top 10 Names for Your Plant Number 7 Top 10 Uses for the Havoc Staff Number 6 Top 10 Things I Will Do When I Get the Power of Greyskull Number 5 Top 10 Schemes That Should Have Succeeded Number 4 Top 10 Sponsors of Garden Plots with Skeletor Number 3 Top 10 plants. Number two, top 10 romantic comedies. Are you serious? Yes, it's objectively the best genre. And finally, number one, top 10 times I was incomparably brilliant. First, at number 10, my top 10 least favorite minions. Now, it has been pointed out by one of my minions that you cannot have a top 10 least favorite of anything, and that is why Ninjar is now number 10 of my least favorite minions. If you want to show off your pedantry, do it on someone else's payroll. Number nine is Beastman. My pansies have been reduced to mere stems, and it is too late to replant. Curse you and your compunction to consume random roughage. Number eight, Web Store. Creepy eyes. I don't think he can help that. Not with that attitude, he can't. Number seven through three, Clawful. He knows what he did. Number two, Stinkor. We know that your powers are stench-related. You cannot forego bathing as some sort of shtick. Number one, Whiplash. Do not leave empty milk cartons in the fridge like a feral animal. 
What? How can he be your least favorite? He's so cool. He's the worst. Along with the empty milk cartons, he never shuts the cabinets. You know when he's been in the kitchen because it looks like we have a poltergeist. He spills cereal and half-heartedly wipes it up with his t-shirt. He leaves sopping wet towels on the bathroom floor and- And he cheats at Uno. And he cheats at Uno! Wait, how do you know about that? Don't worry about it. But he's so charming, though. You can't help but like him, even when he's low-key a jerk. But he's awful! Yeah, he is. But you still like him. He's still awful. List number nine. Top ten things I hate about He-Man. Number ten. He's always smiling. What's there to be happy about? He's going around in furry underwear like a prehistoric pea brain. Yeah, it's pretty weird, huh? Yes, it's idiotic! Just as He-Man's commitment to good is idiotic. Does he think he's clever by being good? No. He's a chump, a fool, and a buffoon. Number nine. Battle Cat. Having a powerful feline companion was my thing first. Back off. Number eight. That idiotic haircut. It's like a shower curtain for his stupid face. Number seven. The Sword of Power. He doesn't deserve it. I do. End of story. Number six. His commitment to protecting Eternia. Do you know what's best for Eternia, He-Man? I don't think you do. You don't even know what's best for your wardrobe. You don't like his outfit? No, I hate it. In fact, number five, his ridiculous costume. You wear almost the exact same outfit. You take that back immediately. Why? I'm not the one making you two dress like twins. Number four, he wears a pale, uninspired imitation of my outfit. He-Man is copying me. He's a derivative hack, and he looks ridiculous, like a side of beef that's been tied up for roasting. Whereas you look like... A magnificent god of evil, chaos, and power. Ah, I see. Yes, of course you do. You could hardly miss the resplendence before you. Number three, his little friend Orko. Oh, how I loathe and hate Orko. He's an affront to the magic-using community. His mere existence besmirches the name of magic users everywhere. I would sooner spend the next year dealing with the sorceress of Castle Greyskull than spend even five minutes in the presence of that floating moron. Jeez, how bad could this guy be? Oh, believe me, if you met him, you would know. He's the very worst of He-Man's little friends. Even worse than Man-at-Arms. Number two, his insistence on foiling my brilliant plans. Does he have nothing better to do? No hobbies? No places to be? Find something to do with your time besides your tiresome do-gooding. I'll even permit you to take up gardening if it will keep you occupied and out of my way. And finally, the thing I hate the most of the myriad hateable things that make up He-Man's existence. Number one is that nasally voice. It grates. Wow. What? It does. The truth is unpopular sometimes, Riley. Nothing. Just... Do you ever listen to the podcast? No, because I am not in need of my gardening genius. I am my gardening genius. So, have you ever heard a recording of yourself? No. Why would I? No reason. Then stop interrupting! The next list is incredibly important for anyone that actually cares for and respects their plants enough to give them a dignified name. A name that speaks to their power and majesty. Number 10 on my list is... Malpheus. It is both slightly evil and fun to say. Number nine is... Planty, right? No, Tyrannox. It, it suggests a certain conquering quality. 
unlike the name Planty, which suggests that you are an idiot. Now, for number eight... Plantsworth. Uh, no, number eight is Bane-Rika, for obvious reasons. Number seven... Leafy McPlantface. Stop with your insipid names! You are banned from ever naming anything. It wasn't on my list of things that I was planning to do upon getting the power of Grayskull, but it is now. Number six, ban Riley from ever naming things. Do not even think of naming your rubber plant. I wasn't planning on naming it. Good. Anything that prevents you from saddling it with some unfortunate moniker like Greeny Leafstem Chlorophyllson. I don't know, that's pretty catchy. Don't you think my rubber plant looks like a greenie? You know cursed well it is too dignified to be a greenie. But the chlorophyllsons of Stamen's Field are such an ancient and noble family. How dare you make me seem silly by accosting me with this conversation! <sighs> Number seven, Kyle. Speaks for itself. Number six, Veranda. Classy but a little bit coy. Number five, Wardlow. A certain menacing quality to it, yet formal. Number four, Dreadbringer. More suited to larger plants, like a bird of paradise, but don't rule out giving it to the more quietly conniving plants out there, such as the string of pearls or fiddly fig. Number three, flora. Come on, you got mad at me for planty. This is different. The classics are the classics for a reason. Number two, bodrak. Obviously one of the finest names you can give a plant, which my Calathea ornata can attest to. And finally, number one, Chelsea. That's your number one pick? Not Punchable or, I don't know, Stabrax? Something weird like that? Chelsea works on every plant. I have yet to encounter one that didn't look at least a little bit like a Chelsea. I wish they all looked like Bodrax, but alas, there are very few plants that can pull off such a distinguished name. For my next list, we come to my Havoc Staff, which many of you know as a stylish accessory that I carry on my person, but it is much more than that. The top 10 uses for the Havoc Staff. Number 10, Back Scratcher. Number 9, Tent Pole. Rarely used as such, but it does the trick. Number 8, Bludgeon. Self-explanatory. Number 7, Substitute Fire Baton. It was a particularly raucous evening, and I will go no further into it than that. Number 6, Cold Frame Window Prop. Number 5, Limbo Bar. Same evening, slightly later on. Number four, very specific measuring stick. Number three, magic tool and weapon of nigh unmeasurable cosmic power. Number two, emergency shower curtain rod. That made it to number two? Listen, when you need an emergency shower curtain rod and one is provided, you don't forget that sort of thing. And number one, Wi-Fi hotspot. What? I've been using my data down here. I'm not giving you the password. Is it He-Man sucks? Not anymore, it isn't. Is it about to be Skeletor rules? No. And stop with your guesses. I am a busy evil overlord and need the fastest internet so I can do my evil research, make my evil plans, and acquire evil supplies. Ordering groceries online does not count as evil. It's in the service of evil. How does lemon verbena bubble bath fit into the service of evil? It's a reward for evil. And while we're at it, stop adding things to the grocery list. Just because it's on the fridge doesn't mean you can add things to it as you walk by. Add things to your own grocery list at home where you live. What kind of house doesn't have popcorn in it? I do not have you here so you can randomly snack and complain about the lack of amenities you personally would like. I don't come to your house and whine about what you have. 
Oh, that reminds me. Mom wanted me to invite you over for dinner when you're free. What? She and Dad wanted to meet the person helping little Riley strengthen her college application with some real-world experience. That sounds awful. Yeah, I thought so too. But now that I see how baffled and uncomfortable it makes you, I'm starting to find an upside. Riley, that is so evil. I can't tell if I am more angry or proud. Like, I should definitely have you sent to the dungeon, but also maybe pat you on the shoulder? Is that a thing people do when they feel something other than abject disappointment? Ugh, please don't. That's worse. I'll just tell my mom you're allergic to food and can't come. Agreed. Our next list is the top 10 things I will do when I get the power of Grayskull. Number 10. Put He-Man in cotton gloves and a hairnet and set him to cleaning Snake Mountain. All of Snake Mountain. Put those shiny muscles to work, dusting under furniture and collecting the dirty teacups that Triclops leaves lying around the lair. Number nine. Take a long afternoon nap. I deserve it. You always take an afternoon nap. Ah, but that nap will be the most satisfying nap. The peaceful rest of the Conqueror of Eternia. Number eight. Pool party. Ooh, can I go? No. Come on. No, no one can go. It's a party for one. That is me. Me only. That's not a party. I am the party. Absolutely not. Number seven. Make Prince Adam clean Cringer's litter box. I had to abandon a very clever little scheme because the air around it was so foul that even Stinkor got ill. Number six. Riley is banned from naming things. Nope. You're wrong. Planty was a great name. Nope. Not at all. Shut up. Number five. TBA. Why is that all the way at number five if you don't know what it is yet? Because I do know that it will be awesome. Number four, completely redesign the royal gardens. Why? They look pretty. They look wrong. They have Baroque lines smashed up with Gothic elements, and they are making terrible use of the natural slope of the ground. Now stop interrupting. Oh, actually, I will make. Number three, make interrupting me punishable by death. That seems harsh. See? Right there! You would be dead! Like that. Better shape up now or you won't survive 20 minutes under my rule. I don't know that anyone will. Only the ones I want around, anyway. But, fine. Not death. Interruptions are punishable by... Pillow fort room? No. Moth gauge? No. It will be punishable by weeding. Ah, No! I hate weeding. Why do you think I'm not into gardening? Weeding is important. It's one of the most useful services a minion can provide. Being useful sucks. Yes, I have noticed your aversion to it. Number two. Rename Eternos to Skeletornos. And number one. Finally build a botanical garden for Eternia. Are you serious? You want to take over Eternia and your number one priority is whether or not we have a botanical garden? The work they do in plant conservation and education can't be overstated. That's not even evil. It's just educational. Everything I do is in the service of evil. Just because you lack the vision to see that is not my problem. If by some miracle you ever took over Eternia, what would be your first priority then? Adults would never be allowed to say, Oh my gosh, you've gotten so big. I knew you when you were a baby. It's annoying. And you dared to critique my first choice. You just have a vendetta against specific kinds of small talk. At least I'm trying to preserve something for the future of Eternia. Thankfully, I'm the one taking over Eternia, and not you. Well, I'm never calling Eternos Skeletornos, no matter what you do. 
You should have been calling it that already in anticipation of when I rule all. It should have been renamed by now, but for bungling and foolishness on everyone's part but my own. And that is why we come to list number five. Top ten schemes that should have succeeded. Number ten. The time I made dozens of mini-me's. It was the most attractive infestation and honestly the most generous act I could give Eternia. But could He-Man abide such altruism? No! There could have been a mini-Skeletor on every corner, but there isn't, and it is all his fault! Number 9. When I kidnapped the Captain of the Guard in order to take over the Royal Guard. It really was a time-saving plan, since they will eventually be my Royal Army anyway. Now, because of the interference of that blonde bombshell... I'm sorry, what? Who? He-Man, of course, because he's blonde, and like a bombshell, ruins everything when he arrives. That is not... Actually... Sure. Great analogy. Keep calling him that. I do not need your permission to mock my enemy. As I was saying, that blonde bombshell <laughs> is why we'll have to spend a lot of time working through all this at the annual company retreat. I foresee a lot of trust exercises in our future. I don't have to go to that, right? Who else is going to man the refreshment table? Anyone else? No, only you. Now, number eight of schemes that should have succeeded... Hey guys, what's up? Whiplash, did you bring in your own theme music? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, right? Whiplash, when are you going to finally teach me to cheat at cards? Not until you're 18. I mean, uh, why would you ask me? I never cheat. You always cheat. What are you doing in here? Remember the gelatinizer? No, what might that be? Certainly not an incredible weapon that would turn the castle walls into jelly. And if we were making something like that, we certainly wouldn't talk about it on a podcast. Eh, doesn't matter anymore. It's ruined. I've been working on that for weeks. What happened to it? You want the long answer or short answer? Short answer. Beastman. Of course. And the long answer? Vomit. That's the same length of an answer. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Well, anyway, there really isn't much more to it than that. Go shake the moth cage and get them all flappity. I'll have to cut this episode unfairly short. Unfair for all of you who do not get to know more things about me. No, we didn't get to all your lists yet. What about your favorite rom-coms? We didn't get to the list of times I was super awesome either. I don't care about that. What's your favorite romantic comedy? We don't have time. Just the top one? <sighs> Moonstruck. It has everything you want in a film. Oh, I don't watch Earth films. I prefer tar in cinema. Ooh, subtitles, hmm, how cultured and worldly. That's not why. Of course not. I would continue to heckle you, but I don't care. So I will just say that you are wrong. Much like you will be wrong, listeners, if you don't come back in two weeks for the next episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor. Tune in or be tilled under. Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond and Megan Bob and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Whiplash is played by Liz Logan. 
Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at gardenplotswithskeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at gardenplotswithskeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at garden underscore plots. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thank you for listening.